0: experiencing loss, pain, or just need a pick-me-up from time to time. You're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories and words of hope, love, and encouragement. Get ready to laugh while you learn. Here's your host, Joe Hausman. <laughs> Hello and welcome
1: to my show, Go For It, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Joe Hosman. Thank you so much for being with us today. I have a fantastic guest on the line. But as you know, I always start my show kind of the same way. I like to give some awesome, um, uplifting advice and uh, some things that I find that I like to go out and just spread good cheer, good empowerment, good love. So I just want uh, to read this that I found, and I just think that's just so perfect. So may your coming year and your coming live. Be filled with magic and dreams and good madness. I hope you read some fine books and kiss someone who thinks you're wonderful. And don't forget to make some art. Write or draw or build or sing or or live as only you can and I hope somewhere in this next year even month even day even week you surprise yourself isn't that the truth because what better way to find yourself is this to surprise yourself maybe stepping outside the box a little bit maybe doing something you haven't done in a long time or something you want to do but you haven't never <laughs> haven't never cheapers. have you've never given yourself the chance to do it so I would just say go do it and step outside the box you know you'll never know how far you can go until you actually try doing it. So I give you that encouragement today, I give you that encouragement always, but remember to step outside the box. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a fantastic guest on the line with me today, and I'm going to talk a little bit about networking first, because that's how me and Stacy met, was networking on Facebook. And so I always say, ah, the power of Facebook. But Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines networking as the exchange of information or services among individuals, groups, or institutions. Specifically, the cultivation of productive relationships for employment or business. And Stacy and I met on Excuse me, Facebook. I'm one of the groups that we're on, and I believe it was Women's Speaker Association that we're on on there, that we met, and I just knew that I wanted Stacey on my show. So we talked, and yeah, here she is now. So I welcome Stacey Blanchett as my special guest this week. She is a serial entrepreneur and brings a wide array of experience and information to the show. She recently joined the magazine Trend Privé as executive producer. Before that, she was a fashion designer and made her own dresses. She's a writer, producer, designer. Oh, she is so much more. She just has a lot of information and great stuff to share with us today. Hey, I can't wait to learn more from Stacy, and I know you can't too. And I have to say, as I was reading Stacy's bio before, I just, these two last sentences really resonate with me. And I just think this really resonates with Stacy as well. She lives life on her own terms and states that she wants to be a work in progress until the day she dies, something we should all aspire to do. And I think that is so totally true. Stacy, welcome to my show. Go for it. Thank you very much, Joe, for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I thank you because uh, you have been gone on vacation, and so you haven't been home real long. So I appreciate you for staying up and being on the show with me today. Thank you. So tell the, uh, tell the audience, Stacey, a little bit about you, maybe a little bit about your history, and then talk about um, uh, where, how you've gotten to where you are today. Well, you know,
2: I think a lot of it is what you call networking, but it's also building blocks, and I started out, my uh, work-wise, my background in work really is project management and marketing, and around, I would say about 40, 45 years old, I decided to launch a fashion design company, and... That was really the launch of everything in terms of the magazine, in terms of the movies, in terms of um, getting uh, a book written. Because the magazine, uh, the, the fashion design actually, put me in contact with networks all around the world. And one of the things that I tried to do was to bring my knowledge of marketing and advertising to my design line to gain the attention of boutiques and Owners around the world, and I did so with very intense editorials that I placed strategically in magazines around the world to make Blanche Designs an actual brand name before I even had an actual brand, mm-hmm. which is really um, how I was able to gain a lot of followers and gain people uh, wanting to work with me and wanting to sell my clothing in their, in their stores. Um, through that, Trend Purvey, the magazine that I'm now the, one of the senior editors for, um, was my very first cover as a fashion designer, and I stayed in contact with them for three and a half years after the cover, and we talked in December of 2015 about me joining the magazine, and from there, it just blossomed in terms of me doing interviews with celebrities. I just finished an interview with Annie Leibovitz um, that was mm-hmm. published in our... December issue. I'm working on an interview right now with the founder of E network
3: on oh, the power
2: of television. So I, that's mm-hmm. gonna be very interesting. It's it's kind of um it sounds like I jumped around a lot, but actually all I really did was build on the skills that I already had and added new skills to it. And when you do that, like you said earlier, you go out of the box, you try something that you've never tried before. And one of the best things I heard was from a movie called "They Bought a Zoo. We Bought a Zoo," and he said, "Sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, and I mm-hmm. promise
1: you, something great will come of it." And I just think that's just great words to live by. Oh my gosh, isn't that the truth? Because sometimes, like you said, you know, just about networking and getting out there and being with people, you just never know how your life is going to open up. If you're willing to listen, and if you're willing to listen to what other people have to say, and maybe the direction that your life needs to be going.
2: Well, I can tell your uh, listeners a very funny story, and most people wouldn't have taken this very well. But I spent about four months putting together my very first editorial. Lined up the celebrities, which in my mind, they were celebrities, but they really weren't celebrities. Um, Mm -hmm. But in my mind, they were. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I lined up the celebrities. I got the location, the photographers, and it was a very elaborate shoot that was 15 hours. And I was so proud of this shoot. And I sent it off to about, uh, oh, I want to say 25 magazines, several in Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York. Mm -hmm. And it was... And big time, by each and every single one of these magazines, several of the magazines took the time to call me to tell me how bad the editorial was. One editor actually wrote me an email with bullet points telling me everything that was wrong with the editorial. And I took that to be my learning lesson. I kept every negative comment. I kept every... Um, I did. They told me that I had executed it poorly. And two years later, one of those editors for L.A. Fashion Magazine was doing my my third editorial. He was directing it.
3: so oh, wow.
2: My, my relationship went from me not taking what he had to say personally, but taking it as, oh, my God, they took the time to give me a million dollars worth of advice for free.
3: Mm-hmm. So um,
2: I think... In every business, you're going to have to, you know, everyone's going to make mistakes. There's just no way to get around it. Mm -hmm. Um, But how you take the advice from people that you're trying to get something, your services to, if they're giving you free advice,
3: take it. Take it. (laughs) Be it negative, be it positive.
1: Take it. That's right. Because that's going to, even if it's just constructive criticism, they're going to turn around and give you a gift. And as you say, you know, it's. It, that's they're taking time out of their day to let you know they actually want to hear more from you. They just want you to tune it up a little bit.
2: Well, and what was really interesting was that not only his name was Chaba, and he was the editor, publisher and editor of l a Fashion magazine. And I didn't even know we were connected on Facebook. I didn't even know that for two and a half years he followed everything that I did. And oh, wow. I ended up doing an editorial with a rock star. And we were coming up to Los Angeles and I got a note. I didn't like everything at the last minute that was being handled and I sent him a message and I said, This is what's happening, what do you suggest I handle? And he said, Come to my studio, I'll take care of everything And he showed up on a Sunday morning at ten o'clock and directed my entire shoot for ten hours. And Wow You know, I mean that's just so these are networks and relationships that if you cultivate them And you're professional. They stay around. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there was nothing in it for him to do that for me. Mm -hmm. And there still isn't anything that he, there isn't, there is no reason that he should have done that for me. Mm -hmm. But he chose to do it for me. So, Mm -hmm. um, I like to think that maybe it was because he felt I was professional and he was rooting for me. He always said he loved the designs. He just didn't like the very first editorial that I did. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe that's not my strength. Maybe he's doing editorials directing them is not my strength, and that's one of the things that I think that people need to recognize as well, and one of the things I find happens with a lot of clients um, that I represent is that they don't know what they are not good at Mm -hmm. and how to farm it out and concentrate Mm -hmm. on the things that they are really good at, Mm -hmm. and in return, it ends up creating a lot of problems with their companies
3: hmm well some people try
2: to do
1: they try to be the master of everything yeah and so and whereas they're actually not they're not the master of anything you know and so you really have to take your strengths and work those and anything else that you're not good at form them out to other people who are good at them so you were very wise and you you know that that rock star saw potential in you and so he gave of or he or she gave of his their time to you and what a blessing what a blessing, Stacey. Yes, I know. There oh were a
2: lot my of goodness! That really took Blanche designs, and they personally invested their time in it. Um, mm-hmm. People, editors, musicians, people that are—I mean—and it's still around to this day. I, I'm one of the things that I came to a crossroads was I was going so fast with it. We did the Emmys, the Oscars, and the Grammys three years running,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: it just—it gets away with you, and it got to a point. A point where I had to decide whether I wanted to go retail to make money mm-hmm. or stay a small custom design house and maybe do two, three dresses a year. Mm-hmm. And I was so physically and mentally exhausted after three years of doing this that I just had to take a break from it.
3: Mm-hmm. But I
2: lined up the real estate in boutiques, one in Italy, one in France. And I believe the other one was in New York that wanted my clothing in their stores. Bloomingdale's called me, Sears called me, and Coles called me, wanting wow. to buy a line that didn't even exist
3: mm-hmm. just because of
2: my editorials. So um, you know you really, in all you know, in everything that you do, you have to decide whether or not you're going to be a hobby or it's going to be a business.:
3: mm-hmm.
1: and, and
2: that's a hard yeah.
3: a hard thing for
1: people, I think.
2: You know, and I also think that you shouldn't let your dreams, your dreams until your dreams can fund your life, they shouldn't be your main
1: job. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and That's we have hard uh, it is a hard, hard one point. because you want to be able to give everything to your business, mm-hmm. and yet you can't go broke over doing it either.
2: Well, it won't. You won't. It, You know, it won't last. I mean, you need to Mm -hmm. be very practical. You still need business one-on-one skills. You still need to know how to do marketing. You still need to know how to do sales because either you're a product or you're a service. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly.
3: Uh,
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one or the other. It really hasn't changed. And you either – clients either want your services or they don't want your services. One of the things that I think a lot of designers personally um, that I see coming up the mistakes they make is they don't know their market.
3: They Mm -hmm. don't know what
2: their market's going to pay for the products that they're they're offering. They didn't do any Mm -hmm. research. They just think their designs look really cool and people are going to like them. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't work that way. And, um, you know, it's educating yourself. It's reading business models of what works for people, what doesn't work for people. It's going through your instincts, but you really need to know business one-on-one. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to do balancing the books and how to spend your money, um, how to network with people, you can make a great
1: clothing line. But if you don't know anybody, who's going to see it? That's right. And then, uh, and it's going to cost a lot of money to get out there and network it to it. Yeah. So yes. I, I say that all all the time because when I first started my first at home business uh, t- in two thousand five, you know, I worked a, I worked my full time job during the day and I worked my business at night. And that's what you have to do. It doesn't matter what kind of business you're in. You have to uh, find another source of income while you're working. But then also, find you, you know, business is 24-7, no matter what. You know, you're constantly living, breathing, um, you know, networking. You're doing everything you can to get your business going. I remember for the first year when I started my business, I was working, oh, my gosh, probably 24-7. Now, after a while, I got to the point and said, okay, you know, set you know, once I set regular hours, then of course then I was able to work more efficiently. But that was after I built my business up. So I'm totally for, you know, working another business while you're trying to get your business going. Plus also that gives you great networks. That is a way to get out and network your business as well if you're out with other people.
2: Well and I you know networking is tricky because you have to know how to network. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I find a lot in the magazine that I work with, there's a lot of these young people. I don't want to call. I don't want. I'm about millennials or something, but you know, if they have an opportunity here. We, we've given them a platform of a magazine that's already established. The magazine Trend Trendreve has three set segments into it. It has a fashion. You know, we're a fashion magazine, but we're an eco, we're an eco fashion fan, uh, magazine where there's no animal products or cruelty represented in the fashions that we. Um, to showcase. Then we have mm-hmm. the humanitarian side to the magazine where we like to showcase nonprofits and mm-hmm. the work that people are doing around the world to save, the, you know, basically to save the planet.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: There's a platform here where anyone who comes in to work with our organization can do an article on art, can do an article on people, interviews, celebrities. So they have a way to do networking within our magazine and utilize it for whatever it is that they want to do in life. Ooh. But time That's and time awesome. again, with mm-hmm. a lot of these kids, I see they don't know how to do it.
3: Mm-hmm. They
2: don't know mm-hmm. what to do. I mean, I've given celebrity interviews to a lot of the younger kids that come in working for our magazine. They don't even know what kind of questions to ask. They don't take the time to research. They don't, um, you know, I can't give a 20-year-old kid who's going to ask five basic questions to Annie Leibovitz without even looking up who she is.
3: Mm-hmm. It'd exactly. It would be insulting.
2: It would, it's insulting. And mm-hmm. so I think that a lot of time, you know, net, telling people to network is, um, yeah, you do need to network, but you need to network correctly.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: need to know what you're doing. You need to know um, what it is that you want to gain from the networking and it shouldn't be about you gaining and taking away from people. But there needs to be a mutual, beneficial networking. Um, I think professionalism and courtesy and all that type of stuff really goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the mere fact that I was able to get an interview with the founder of E-Network. Mm-hmm. This is how this is going you know, to go into a full circle. I interviewed Larry. I send him the questions ahead of time so that he can see that I'm serious. I tell him what the name of the article is going to be, my idea for the article. I've already done my research. I know exactly what you know I want to do. So I've developed something with him before the interview even comes out.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So in my business, which is Your Own Girl Friday, which is a PR marketing company, I have a a new client coming on board in January that has an animal sanctuary called Lions, Tigers, and Bears here in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, I think that might make a really good reality TV show.
1: That's awesome. And Stacy. actually, we have to go to break. So uh, let's pick this up after our break. And okay. Stacey's website is your com, And mine is johosman.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions for this wonderful guest of mine, Blanchet, Blanchett, let me know at joe at com, or feel free to call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. And Stacey, we'll be right back after break. And I am looking forward to learning more about this.
0: Listening to "Go for It." To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to Joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to "Go for It."
1: Welcome back to Go For It, my show here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Joe Hosman, talking with Stacy Blanchet today, and we're talking about networking, but also about some new clients that she has. Uh, Stacy was just recently in Mexico, and why she was there, possibly even before. And I'm sorry, you have to explain that, but she picked up some new clients. So we we're talking about um, some um, shelter pets and everything that she's does. So, Stacy, why don't you go ahead and talk to us more about that?
2: Well, what I was saying in terms of how to do networking is because of my relationship with the magazine and the fact that I am interviewing the founder of e-network, he already has all the experience of how to develop television shows, what's going to work, what's not going to work. He's in the process now of – actually, I don't think it's the process. I think he's already in it. He's developed another e-network in China, which is a multi-billion-dollar industry, and he's in yeah. charge of it. Yeah. So – His interview is a very fascinating interview. He goes all the way back to his 20s when he started out working in the cables in New York and all that type of stuff. So I already have a relationship with him. And several of my friends in Hollywood who are producers wanted to meet him. And they emailed me and they said, "Stacey, can you get us a meeting with him? And I said, listen, I said, all I'm going to do is ask him. I don't want to bother him. Mm-hmm. I said, if you'll mm-hmm. take the meeting, then I will put you two in contact. And so I, mm-hmm. I emailed them, and I said, Larry, I said, I have three people that are producers, and these are the shows they produce. Here's their bios. Here's their websites. They would like to meet you. Is this something that you're open to? And he took all the meetings. So,
1: wow.
2: Yeah, he mm-hmm. took the meetings with them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so now that he shows because he has, he's got respect for you, and he's got respect well, for your decisions. producers.
2: They've already done it. He's not interested in holding somebody's hand. Take them through the process.
1: When so mm-hmm. you get to that
2: level, they're not interested in being a teacher anymore. They're they're too sure. busy. Sure. So, but a thing that came up while I was on vacation, as you were just uh, alluding to in Mexico, I had this new client, and an idea came to me about her sanctuary being a reality TV show. And I thought, well, what better person to ask than somebody who's developed hundreds of them? <laughs> Successfully, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I just, you know, just a quick email, and I said, Larry, I said I have this new client. I said, uh, what would you think about uh, a reality? Do you think it's possible about a reality TV show for them? And this guy's in the middle of putting together and is running a multi-billion-dollar industry, and he got back to me within a matter of two hours, and wow. he basically said that it sounded like a documentary to him, personally. Mm-hmm. But that if the employees were a little on the quirky side, that he thought it could be a really good um, reality TV show. And let's talk when we get when I get back from Mexico.
3: Wow! So,
2: you know that's a that's a win win for my client. Hmm. You know, and a win-win good for win you. for you. No, you know, for mm-hmm. Larry, if it's something interesting, then he, they'll develop it, they'll make money off of it. We'll mm-hmm. save animals in the process, and everybody is you know, it's, it's sort of happy. Is it, I prefer to ask people that have the experience that know and not assume that my idea is, is going to make it. Because mm-hmm. the reality is I'm not in the industry, so I have no idea. I'd rather work with people that have been in the industry for 20 or 30 years that mm-hmm. know what's going to make it or not. Not mm-hmm. all good stories
1: are good movies. Right, and know. you might as well just get the truth from, right, from the get-go.
2: Absolutely. And mm-hmm. also, I mean, I'm, I'm working with the person who's going to develop it. So mm-hmm. it's just, I, I, I don't need to go around the bush. And you don't get those kinds of networks unless you know what you're doing,
3: mm-hmm.
2: or you're respectful, or they respect you. Um, he knows I have nothing to gain I'm not taking his job. I'm not, uh, I'm mm-hmm. on the industry.
3: It's mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, mm-hmm. he's like,
2: he's, he's not threatened by me in any, sh- in any way, shape, or form. So um, I, take, I take very good care of my networks, very good care of them.
3: They, I think that was
1: perfect, right, where you said right there. You have to take care of your networks. Yes. You can't, you can't um, use and abuse them in any way you know the, the relationships that you form will take or take you or break you in in work and business and life and so as long as you take care of your networks they're going to take care of you and so i think you you're just perfect spot on right there yeah so i want to know more about because i love i'm an animal lover and i love to save animals i have two little shih tzus myself you have a few dogs you said so i'm an animal lover i'm actually excited to hear about this reality tv show well, if you know, can I, if you can divulge any information,
2: yes, I mean, if it evolves. I mean, but the the great thing about it is I'll be able to find out very quickly because it's going to take one meeting. They say yes or no, And then it goes into the um, point where they take it really basically from there. Um I'll still be representing my client in PR and marketing, But the production company is the one that designs the script it, they designed. You know, what, I have a friend of mine who does reality TV shows. Her name is Laura Keats, and Laura did Pit Bulls and Parolees and several mm-hmm. other shows that are on TV right now. And she told me that in order to have a reality TV show, you need to have content they like for at least three years. Oh wow! Okay, and I didn't really know that. Mm-hmm. I thought hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't either. That's very interesting. Well, because mm-hmm. yeah, and it's because they wanted to really be able to go on. They want to have spinoffs. Because you know the TV still is the most powerful medium. It's mm-hmm. where all the money's at, and um, if anyone tells you any different, they're they're lying. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There is money to be made in social media, but I mean, you've, that's so far and few between uh, people that are really making a ton of money off of the social media. You might get status, but they try to go someplace else. Usually, they're consultants or something else to where they're going in and helping companies. Mm-hmm. Um, but the money really is in television. And I, I thought one of the most incredible things that I heard, you know, whether, however people feel about politics, um, there was a gentleman that was asking a woman about voting for Trump. And she he said, she said, well, you know, he's a very important business person. And they said a few things about his business. And the lady said, well, he was on television, so he must know what he's doing.
3: Mm hmm. Yeah, and I've and heard that, that, too. That a
2: very powerful statement, because I mm-hmm. think that there is a form of credibility that you get when you are on television.
1: Yes, yes, I think so, too. I think you're exactly right. I actually just recently um, appeared on CBS and ABC on some news affiliates around the country, and I've had a couple of people say that to me. Well, you're famous now because you've been on TV. Because you're on and TV. Like, wow, I mean, wow. It is, you know. Everybody's
2: striving to get onto it. When you go to Hollywood, you know there's several ways that people try to do these reality TV shows or, or TV shows. Is that you can hire people that have worked for television stations like Fox and stuff like that, and they'll come in for maybe seven or ten thousand dollars and shoot one episode.
1: You pay them, mm.
2: wow. and then they pitch it, mm-hmm. pitch one or two or three episodes to a producer to try to get it on television, mm-hmm. or as most people that are producers will tell you, that stuff to them is useless. They won't even use those episodes that you paid for. The idea is what they want to hear,
1: uh, okay, well, that's good to know. That's really good to know. The idea and is what they, they want will to hear. because
2: they're going to they're going to shoot their own footage anyway. They're mm-hmm. not taking your footage. they're going to shoot their own footage, so it's, mm-hmm. but you know then again, how are you going to
1: get to that producer? Mm-hmm. Well, that's just it. How do you, I mean, I've never that's really right. actually been in TV, but how do you get to the producer? That's right. I mean, it's very, very difficult to do that because mm-hmm. you need to know
2: them. And um, you need to pay attention. There's lots of, lots of, lots of producers that are asking for people to submit ideas to them. problem is, is that you submit an idea, you know, if you submitted an idea, you can't mm-hmm. copyright an idea.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they may
2: take your idea and you never hear from them again.
1: <laughs> well, that's just it. And then they can go ahead and use it for other things. So so the content for a reality TV show is three years. That just blows my mind. I know. So do you have mind. to have your own, like, I guess, how, how do you have your own content for three years? You just that like, you've been in, you've been, you've doing, been doing your own thing. You've been doing your own business for three years or I guess I don't understand that, but.
2: Well, what they want to know is what is so interesting about what you do that people mm-hmm. want to tune in for three years. Mhm. Hmm. So it usually it's families. It revolves around a business.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I think there are very few reality TV shows that make it where they revolve around somebody's one person's life. Like mm-hmm. Most people would yeah. say, oh, my God, well, what about the Kardashians? Well, think about the Kardashians for a second. There's like 10 people. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know I mean? And they've had kind of a, um, uh, well, they, they've lived, put it that way, you know. And so, yeah, they, there's a lot of people in that family, and there's different dynamics to that family.
2: Exactly. And mm-hmm. they have different careers, and they do different things. They've all got marriages. So there's a lot of content there.
1: Mm-hmm. Lots of content. It's all about content.
2: It's all about content.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's
2: all about what people will want to watch.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Interesting. You know,
2: Oprah, I, I was very shocked. At, I, I mean, I don't even know if this is really true. I probably shouldn't say it on radio, but somebody had told me in Hollywood that Oprah doesn't even own the O Network anymore. That she, oh. sold, it. she sold it. But her um, her whole premise of doing the O Network was that she wanted to put on positive, uplifting messages,
3: mm-hmm.
1: type of TV shows.
2: Mm-hmm. And it turned out that nobody wanted to see those.
3: Yeah, no, that doesn't
1: sell. You know, so that's nice.
2: hmm. you know, and so you can blame the producers and stuff like that. But the reality is, is that the public controls what's on television. Period.
3: Wow. If you don't
2: tune in, then they'll they'll put something else on. Mm-hmm. So it's you know Barbara Walters once said it best: is that if you are upset with what you see on
1: television, you have the power to turn it on and turn it off Mm hmm That's right. And that's true. I will tell you, I love the Hallmark channel just because it's a feel-good show, feel-good network. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they produce, I mean, it's,
2: you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. All of these networks are making money. They're not losing money, trust me. mm
3: -hmm, What's mm -hmm. losing
2: money is radio, is losing money. Um, I mean, it's just, there's podcasts now where people can do the podcast. And, The problem is is that if you're not with an actual radio network, in order to maintain these types of shows, you need sponsorships. And most people won't advertise with people unless they're with major radio networks. So Mm -hmm. it's just the pool is getting smaller and smaller. But the, the formula is still the same. You need to have the viewers and you need to be able to prove them. With our magazine, for example, when we try to get advertisers, they don't care about our social media numbers. At all,
3: hmm.
2: all they want what to do they care? What do they care about? Yeah, sales. They want to know oh, how, many, how many magazines mm-hmm. do we sell.
3: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because
2: that's buying power, and if mm-hmm. you're going to advertise in a magazine, the magazine needs to know that you have buying power, that your viewers actually spend money to hear what you have to say.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And with the radio, I'm going to come back to you know it really depends on the network that you're with, and with Voice yes. America, I mean I have. I, I've got, you know, I'm heard in 18 different countries as of right now, you know, and I just started in July of last year. So, I mean, it really is the power of the network that you're with. Exactly. And how much they believe in you. That's right. That's right. And how much they believe in you and, and you know, the content that you provide and whether or not people are tuning in.
3: Mm hmm.
1: That's right. And I, I have been nothing but pleased with. Uh, the whole experience, and so I'm very excited and very happy, and I'm very excited and happy that you're on the show with me, but oh, also with you. my listenership and with the the wide array of people that listen to my show. You know, so yeah. it really is, and again, all about content, and it's all about what people want to hear and what people want to see.
2: Well, and I generally like to, whenever I sit down and do my interviews, one of the things that I always tell everybody is, you know, I can, you can tell me all about being famous, but I want to know how you got there. Mm-hmm. I want to know your process. I want to know your failures, your missteps. Uh, what did you learn along the way? What kind of advice can you give people? You know, I mean, if you think about it, let's say, for example, Annie Leibowitz. Just to give you an example of how that works is that I met Annie Leibovitz, um New York gallery manager, and I said, Susan, do you think Annie Leibowitz would Annie Leibovitz would be open to having an interview. The reality is, is Annie Leibowitz does not do interviews. She's never mm. done them. She really doesn't do them at all. And so I said, "How about if I submit five questions? You show them to her. If she likes them, great. If she doesn't, we don't do the interview." So two months goes by. I don't hear anything from Susan. I don't want to bother her, but mm-hmm. I'm getting a little anxious because now we're now we're down on a deadline the magazine, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and everybody's counting on it, our advertisers want this interview, everybody wants this interview, so, I mean, it's like, a lot is writing on this interview, right, send, mm-hmm. send to Susan, I said, Susan, I said, Annie had a chance to take a look at everything, and, I mean, by the way, she's busy, okay,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> Annie's mm-hmm. not
2: sitting around, <laughs> waiting
3: right. right. for my
2: five questions, you know what I mean, so, she said, she said Stacy, she said, I'll have an answer for you uh, tomorrow, and they did. Had an answer for me tomorrow. She said Annie Leibovitz will answer two of your five questions.
1: Oh wow! That's
2: all she was willing to do. Mm -hmm. She she liked the questions, but she just wasn't willing to give an interview. Mm -hmm. But so I said, "Okay, Susan." I said, "As soon as I finish with the article, I'm going to submit it to you." And I said, "I want you to show her, and I will not publish it unless she likes it."
3: Mm hmm Oh, good. So,
2: you know, I mean, but this is how you. So in terms of doing that, I finished the article, and it was called "The Fine Art of Conversation."
3: Oh, nice! And
2: Gloria Steinem and Annie Leibovitz are traveling the world right now, doing the fine art of conversation.
3: And oh, so, really?
2: Cool. Yeah, it's a really it's an it was an incredible year of what they did. Mm-hmm. Gloria Steinem was so generous that she wrote an entire page of answers to the questions that I had
3: oh, for wow. Annie Leibold's. Mm-hmm. So
2: I got. I ended up getting a. You got a lot
1: of content then. Of that is fantastic. Steinem
2: and Annie Leibowitz, and I was able to put the interview together, and so I mm-hmm. sent it to Annie Leibowitz, and I sent it to Gloria, to Susan, to, to give to Gloria Steinem as well. And out of that, I end up one of my clients as well with my PR and marketing is the Women's Museum here in California... The Women's Museum of California in San Diego. I do their PR and marketing, and we're launching a film festival in March on women's issues. Mm-hmm. So I said to Susan, I said, Susan, by the way, this is what I'm doing for one of my clients. And I said, so if you know anybody who has a, a film that you might want to put in this film festival, I said, let me know. Within three days, I have a film that Annie Leibowitz wants to put in our film festival.
1: Wow. Look at you go, Stacy. You know, it's all about, again, it's all about reaching out, stepping outside, and just the networking and getting in front of the right people. Well, and I mean, also, good for you. And I have to tell you, we do have two, about two life minutes life before break. Opportunities.
2: So, <laughs> you know, one of the things is, is that um, our museum wanted to bring Annie Leibowitz to San Diego. They wanted to sponsor mm-hmm. her and bring her to San Diego and do this conversation.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They were very generous. Um, in terms of turning the museum down, because the museum wasn't a high-profile museum that she's used to, and wow. so they basically said, "You know, this is not the type of museum that Annie Leibowitz would would visit." Mm-hmm. But we really want to um, work with you
1: on mm-hmm. other things. So it have- sounds like your puppies in the background.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, um, but I mean, we we they can work with you. If you're willing to um, keep your, you know, mind open, don't take mm-hmm. things personally,
3: people mm-hmm. get to
2: a certain level in their career, and they're not willing to go a different direction, Annie Leibowitz has earned that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, hmm Exactly. You know, she's 77 years old. I don't think she wants to be traipsing around all these different museums. I think she only wants to go to, like, the Guggenheim or the Met. Uh, right. <laughs> Right, and I
1: tell you what, uh, we do have to go to break, but I want to shout out your website again. It's yourowngirlfriday.com. And again, if anybody has any questions for the show, give us a call at 1-888-346-9141 or email me, joe, at joehasman.com. And Stacey, we'll be right back after
4: break. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. The compassionate life is about just that. There are so many human beings who have made a name for themselves by being humanitarians. They have become individuals who are known for being selfless, kind, and compassionate host dr Brittany king is also one of these humanitarians each week she shares stories of kindness that she has experienced throughout the world both as a contributor and recipient of these acts of love and kindness listen every tuesday at 6 p.m eastern time 3 p.m pacific on voice america empowerment
0: you are listening to go for it To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It!
1: Welcome back to Go For It, my show here on Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Joe Hosman. Thank you so much for listening today. Gosh, we've gotten so much awesome information from my guest, Stacey Blanchett, today. She is really, really knocking it out of the ballpark today. She has given us so much awesome information about you know, really building up our businesses and really talking about how you step outside the box to get what you want in life, but also learning from our mistakes and also learning from people who are willing to give their time to give you constructive criticism. And so Stacy's is actually talking to us about a lot of great things she's doing just because of the fact that she took that information that she learned in the past and is using it to move forward in her life. Also, don't take things personally. When people are willing to share things with you, that means they actually care, because they're willing to share. So just remember that as well. So Stacey, let's pick up where we were talking about, mm-hmm. and we're talking about Annie Leibovitz. And so tell us more about that.
2: Well, what Annie Leibovitz is doing, and along with Gloria Steinem, was they were traveling the world. They, I think, they did seven museums because she has a photography exhibit that goes about, it's about women in power and strength.
3: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. these
2: are major portraits that she's been working on for, I don't know, maybe 30 years. So when I did the interview, um, and I I think it's really important for people to understand how a lot of these interviews work, is that um, some people get a chance to sit down with people, but most of the time you are not even in the same city. They usually have PR representatives that you go through, which I did, um, I also went directly with her manager uh, with the m- questions uh, ahead of time. And then to top it off on that, they sent me a one page press kit. And it was all the rules on the mm-hmm. interview in mm-hmm. terms of mm-hmm. how long we can use her. U- like, uh, for example, she has a YouTube video on her exhibit. We cannot have that on our website.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We can have a link to her YouTube page on our website. But Mm -hmm. that video cannot be on our landing page, which I thought was very interesting. And so I asked why, and they said, because that's using it for commercial purposes, and we would have to pay for it.
3: Oh, interesting. And I
2: was like, I was okay. You know, so, I mean, our magazine was, you know, we were looking at all this. We were allowed, um, she had, I think, 40 portraits. We were allowed to only pick two. And we got it, and then as a bonus, we would get the portrait of her for the article. So wow. I mean, they don't, you know, and you can only use them. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of rules when it comes to mm-hmm. um, people and their works and copyrights, and you need to know how to use them. And so it, it's very, I find that to be incredibly professional. I was extremely mm-hmm. grateful that mm-hmm. they took the time to put something like that together, so that our magazine would actually know what they were doing instead of us putting stuff up and then getting in trouble down the road.
3: Exactly.
2: So, you know, I mm-hmm. take, you know, I, I'm like, give me all the information you can give me. I want to, I, I want to hear it.
3: Mm-hmm. And let me
2: go from where I need to go with it and do the best job possible. And mm-hmm. by doing that, her representatives shared my interview with Annie Leibowitz to all of their Twitter followers, Instagram, uh, Facebook page. I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of people.
1: Mm-hmm. Good yeah, for you, exactly. and because you took that professional information they gave you, and you used it the way you were supposed to. They, they, they shared it exactly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Yeah, you know, then you, then you know, then you find they find you. Trust me. I mean, it, mm-hmm. when you get to this type of a level, they find you. If you're doing oh, stuff yeah. that they don't want you to be doing, you're, you're going to take it down.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: mm-hmm. They're going to get you to take it down because they have lawyers and all kinds of stuff. There's there's ways to do all this. And mm-hmm. so I think it's really important that uh, for people when they're doing business that they understand the rules mm-hmm. of what they're doing. You know, when I when I'm meeting with, um, for example, I got invited to a private party that was being hosted in Hollywood by Pierce Bronson and his wife. They were hosting a, a fundraiser for animals, and so mm-hmm. I went. They knew I was in the magazine business. They knew that I would probably write about it. Um, I didn't take anything with me. Um, He came over. He was very gracious. Everybody was asking him if they could take pictures with him. I did not take pictures with him. I do not take pictures of any of the events that I go to. I work with their management team on official photos
1: of Mm -hmm. the actors that are at the party. Nice. And that's going to show a lot more respect for you because you're not going out of your way to, you know, take pictures of them. I would think if I was in their shoes, I would have a lot more respect for you because of that.
2: Well, and I also think that, number one, a photographer, a professional photographer is going to take better pictures. That's number Mm -hmm. one. Uh, I have to think about the quality of our magazine, number one. And number two, I think that giving the photographer that they've hired the credit for the photography that's being done Mm -hmm. at the party is the proper thing to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I may post on uh, if I want to, On social media, a picture of me at the at the party, if I choose to do so. Nine Mm -hmm. times out of ten, I normally don't. I'm usually busy talking um, to people and getting to know people. And you know, from these events, you meet other people and Mm -hmm. get a chance to do other things. And other stuff comes up. Um, So I'm I'm actually really grateful for the fact that a lot of people respect my work. You know, one of the I'm trying to think who um, I on my vacation we were going down to Mexico. And I didn't even know, but there was a spa down in Mexico that was an hour away from where we were going to be staying. And the marketing director of that spa contacted me. And he said, if you're ever down in this area, he goes, I would love for you to come to our spa and do a write-up on it. And I said, well, Nicholas, I don't do write-ups on spas. And mm-hmm. that's not really mm-hmm. my thing.
3: Mm-hmm. He,
2: goes, well, our, he goes, well, our spa is a very unique spa, and I think that you would really like it. And he wasn't kidding. So I looked up the spa. The most incredible marketing I've ever seen for a facility, bar none. I, I've never seen anyone so creative with their marketing as this, as this place is. And it's a Mayan spa. So you're, oh, you're getting to nice. doing Mayan massages, Uh-huh. Teepees, uh-huh. the sweatshops, the, the houses. And so I, took, I told my family what I was going to be doing. And so there was a group of us that went, my mom And my sister-in-law, and we spent the day at the spa. And Mm -hmm. they treated, you know, they went through a lot of stuff, um, different kinds of things. And now I have what I want to write about. But I'll work with Nicholas. I have my own photos from that, you know, (laughs) being there. I'm a very Mm -hmm. good photographer. Um, But I'll work with him on their official photos because they're just so much better than anything I'll ever take. Mm -hmm. on what we're going to do, and then share some of my personal photos in with the article. I'm actually going to write an article about the spa because it really was an incredible experience, and it made me think about the title of my article will be Leaving leaving Great Footsteps. And I think that um, that's something that everybody should aspire to on this planet, is that we Mm -hmm. all want to leave great footsteps
1: behind hmm. Exactly. And I yeah. couldn't have said that any better, too, because you do. You want to just leave great footsteps behind because you just never know who wants to follow in your footsteps as well. And who's looking out to see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, Stacey, I, I am so impressed. I am really. I mean, it's been a while since we talked on the phone, so right. I am really impressed. This is just really exciting. You know, it's a
2: lot. It, it It's like a puzzle for me. Mm-hmm. And and you never know why the people that have come into your life come into your life, but sometimes you can hand these little gems, and sometimes the, it's a benefit that will have. I've even given, I've I've met people, and I thought to myself, you know what, you would make a really good reality TV show, for example, mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. somebody I've never even met, but I know him. We were going, I was going to do an interview with him, and you know things have just gotten my schedule's got too hectic for me to do the actual interview with him. But because of that, of his life, who he is, I introduced him to a producer in Hollywood, and they're in the process of putting
1: together a reality TV show for him. I have nothing to do cool. with it. Cool. That's but again all about the networking and the public relations with I him. I just
2: really, you know, I just really thought that. I just really thought that that was he told me that was something he really wanted. Uh, he's in his fifties. Uh, he's already established. He's semi-retired. Um, he would be a very interesting person because of his life um i think but you know whether they get this whether they're able to get it done you know i don't know it takes years to get these things off the ground sometimes mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. couple years. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, right. they
2: see you, ooh, boom, you've got a show. <laughs> right. No, I'm sure it takes a lot of,
1: a lot of, um, a lot <laughs> of uh, research and money. And money, you know. It money all, all comes, comes down to money. Yep, it somewhere. all comes down to money. Well, yeah. you're just a wealth of information today. This is just, I, I have to tell you, because um, she just got back from vacation, like in the middle of the night. So, Honestly, Stacy's going off just very little sleep today. So I, I so appreciate you for being on the show because this is you are you are outstanding and you are giving me and my audience just awesome advice and awesome information. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And I love this is kind of coming back a little bit to your um, your uh, the shelter pets. So we have about uh, four or five minutes until the end of the show. So, can, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because you're—I saw on Facebook you're doing some stuff over the holiday about shelter pets.
2: Well, one of um, one of the things that my mom did, and she has a law firm here in town called ABC Family Law, mm-hmm. and over the over around Thanksgiving, an article came across my desk of a woman in Sacramento who had decided she was going to pay the fees for a shelter in Sacramento to empty the shelter for the holidays. So she was probably thinking, you know, maybe a 1000 or $2,000 in fees. The first day it ran on the news, and I, I have to think that their marketing up there mm-hmm. must have been pretty incredible because it was in Sacramento. The mm-hmm. first day it ran on the news, over 5,000 people showed up at the shelter to adopt pets. They cleaned oh my them gosh. Out. Oh wow! Not only did they clean out that oh. shelter, they cleaned out six other shelters, and they were pulling dogs and cats and horses from shelters all over California, oh, trying to, how cool. you know, to meet the you know to meet the demand. Mm-hmm. And so, um, my mom said, "I want to do something like that here in San Diego." So my mom teamed up because she's on um, she's on an advisory board as a lawyer for the Humane Society. Mm-hmm. So she contacted the gentleman who works for the humane society that she works with, and she said, "This is what I want to do." And a cu- another couple, a friend of hers, that's also a real estate agent, they decided to do the home for the ho- they call it, not home for the holidays, but they called it Whisk- Whiskers in Wonderland. And it went on for one week, and they put up the the amount of fees to cover the adoption fees for all mm-hmm. animals in the humane society. There was over nine. There's I, apparently there's over nine hundred of them. Oh my gosh! You know, that's wow! Rabbits. You know, it's it's everything. It's rabbits, mm-hmm. goats, it's chickens. Mm-hmm. It's not just dogs and cats.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But when we were on vacation, um, they, my mom got the figures, and it was almost it was I think it was a little over three hundred and fifty animals found homes for the holidays. And that
1: was oh, amazing. wow! How powerful is that? And I have to tell you something ironic. When we were talking about the pets and uh, this, and I was just starting to talk about it, one of my dogs walked down and is now laying right next to my foot so she knows how much I'm an animal lover. So that is that is so neat. Congratulations to your mom. Congratulations to that gal in Sacramento. I think that is just fantastic. It's just a wonderful well, way to
2: get... You know, I mean, if you look it up, it's spreading. Chicago, uh, a couple, some people did it in New York. Um, I think that, you know, and there's a, there's a backlash to that. A lot of people feel that if you pay for the fees, um, these animals don't really find true homes. Uh, they end up back in the shelters within about two or three mm-hmm. months. But the Humane mm-hmm. Society has been doing a lot of research on that, and they're finding out that that's not accurate.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: they're finding out that our attitudes our attitudes are changing, people are changing, and mm-hmm. they're taking having pets a little bit more responsibly. Um, Good. I mean, Good. That's what I like pets. to hear. I, I, yeah, I mean, I always tell everybody, walk into a pet store someday and find out how responsible people really are because the types of products that are available for pets now, it's insane. You would Mm -hmm. never have seen that 10 years ago. Right. So that's a multi-billion dollar. Billion dollar. That's right. That's right. Tons of
1: money on their pets. Mm -hmm. Tons. Yep. Well, they're just like our kids. I mean, that's how I classify mine. It's just like my kids. (laughs) So, Stacey, we only have a couple minutes left until the end of the show. Is there any other uh, nugget of information you'd like to give our listeners? (sighs) Wow.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I know. There's there's so much I know. <laughs> you know I mean, the reality is, is that everybody's got to live their own life, and you got you got to find your own way.
3: Mm-hmm. You have
2: to figure out what's going to work for you and your business, and you're going to have to figure out what's going to work for you and your networks. Mm-hmm. But um, this works for me. I'm able to capitalize on them. I'm, a- I'm able to build on them. I'm able to go in directions. Um, I think one of the things that probably helped me the best, is that I just let go of all the control of it. And I started to enjoy the ride.
3: Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying Good to for you. every
2: single
1: nugget that came. I just said, you know what? I'm just enjoying the ride here. Good for you. Well, on Stacy's website is your own yourowngirlfriday.com. So if you want to get in contact with her, go ahead and give her uh, give her a shout there. Mine is joehosman.com. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show today, and thank you for always being on the show with me and listening in every week, every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time, or sorry, 8 a.m. Central time, United States time. So just remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out and be great today. Pa- uh, path your path your own way to greatness because you are worth it. Just trust me that. Um, also, I am offering a 15-minute go-for-it discovery strategy session at johosband.com. So go ahead and look me up there. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. God bless, and we'll see you next week.
0: listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.